We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. All right, we read A Very Italian Christmas, and we've come together to talk about it today, as well as a few other traditions that we're starting here on the cantina today and we have a guest yay i mean am i really a guest though i'm kind of like a honorary member you're like our star is what you are you're you're what holds us up if you will so we have leslie from the nerdy narrative Uh, other direction yeah, I'm over. I'm over. I'm over here. So actually, when I'm recording right now, I actually can't even see you guys. Unfortunately, I'm doing this new oh. setup with two cameras. Uh, I'm blind. I, I just see my ugly face. If you guys can understand how frustrating this stream will be for me. <laughs> I'm oh. doing the same thing, but I have y'all in my peripheral, and I saw you this, and I'm like, no thriller. This thriller. Way. <laughs> All right. So first off, Wait, I have I have a special announcement for you two that you did neither one of you knew was happening. Well, oh. well, technically, I think Crypto here has an idea. And I think, Leslie, I think we published the video already, but we have the special traditions mm-hmm. tree here now. So yeah, the yeah, first year, we have the, the Kremlin star up here from when we did A Very Russian Christmas. Last year, we had the pickle. Now this year, I have a new ornament for Italy that basically just says... Cover up your face. There we go. There yeah. Aww. <laughs> so, Aww. So, so much panettone, and I guess Tom will have to teach us how to say it. So little time. <laughs> I I want to know an update after Crypto's Christmas with the real pickle on the tree. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will definitely be uh, updating that. I'm going to hide because we got another glass one. So there oh, is did another you? glass one. Yeah. Um, my wife got another one. Uh, so we'll have that to hide. And um, I'm going to hide a real one, too, to see if uh, anybody can find it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how long it hangs up there and rots. <laughs> we'll smell it eventually. Yeah, they will. Or it'll, it'll rot so much it'll fall off and her dog will eat it because that dog of hers eats anything. Sounds like man. It's going to be hilarious either way. All right, guys. So hopefully all you have grabbed a drink, grabbed a snack. We're just going to have a real chill time, kind of hanging out, having good time. While we're here to talk about this book, this is also kind of Christmas time for us. Christmas traditions, kicking it off here. And later on this week, we'll have a talk with time to talk about Italian traditions. So today, I thought I'd kick it off just with, did you guys know we're with the OG of Christmas this year? Like Italian Christmas goes back to, I have in my notes, 380. That's that's old school Christmas right there, right? I'm sure it was very different. (laughs) Probably not as many lights. festivities (laughs) so my question is if it's been kicked off since 300 a.d when whoever was in charge of getting these stories together for this collection that many years there had to be some stories that were written around christmas time in italy by italian out by italian authors that were happy had some joy 
I, I, These I, were so nope. depressing. <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to read all this all day, all the stories, and make my notes. I read three stories, and I had to stop. I was mm-hmm. depressed. Well, that, that third one will make anyone stop. The one with the pig, uh, like, oh. Yeah, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> I mean, I love bacon. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But... Do not raise me with this pig and name this pig and then kill it in front of me. So what you're saying is that if you were the main character in this third story, you would have had a different ending if you were that person. It would have, me and, I forget the pig's name. It started with a C. It's like so did the little girl. But yeah. me and that pig, it would have been a Stephen King horror story because we would have been the ones slaughtering everybody else <laughs> <laughs> us against the world I, if you will i i think uno and i've talked about this before that it really feels like that as like americans that we have this perception that christmas is all about joy and laughter and family and presence and the lights and you know and it's it's a the winter time is a dark time right and you want to bring yeah. that joy and that's kind of like the historical point of it but yeah these these stories i mean after the last three years, I'm starting to realize that other cultures and traditions don't view Christmas the same way that we have Americanized Christmas so much in the last hundred years. It's really true. And I'm, I know I'm biased, but I kind of like the way that we've taken that because it makes me feel better. Well, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a question we asked Tom, right? Because is it, yeah. is it really American versus foreigners, which maybe it is? Or is it really the new vessel that's choosing these stories, right? So this is these stories are all coming from New Vessel Press. They're choosing a lot of public domain ones that are out there that are probably not already made into screenplays and happy. That is what's left is slim pickings. I'm not sure. Um, But I do know that like when you look at this collection, the earliest story written was 1352. And I thought that might actually, was that the happiest one? That was the one with the, uh, the wife and the husband thought that she was cheating on him. That's my favorite one. White dogs in the snow. No, 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 no. That, 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 that wife was definitely going to cheat no, on that the guy. Fifth day, oh, the fifth day, <laughs> the seventh. Story, that, the day to seven. I mean, can you blame her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite story. <laughs> I mean, I got Spoilers. a chuckle out of that. Like, he's down there watching that door and she's having a good time. She's like, well, if you're going to blame me for it, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to earn it. I'm I like, love it. Go, <laughs> I love it. I kind of want to jump into some of these stories. Should we, let's should, do it. should we get started with a game? Like, let's get some of the fun going. Okay. We're Americans. We absolutely yeah. want to do a game. We, we want to do a game. All right. So real quick, game. two, three game. minute game, 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 game. And then let's jump into these stories and let's keep that hype happening because some of these stories are pretty sad. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yes. All right. So, so how do I play this game here exactly? You sent me this link. We've got what three questions here. Yep. Which tree is Italian? Easy mode. Yeah. Okay. I gave you an easy one to start with. Like, like. Three. I mean, you. It's literally that's literally the Colosseum, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> like. Well, I, I'm gonna be so though, mad. Like Italy water. There's a boat, but then I'm like, that's not just a boat. That's like a pirate ship. So it's got to be three. I'm going to be super mad. Like like if this were a movie and it's just like, nope, it was number one. Wasn't it obvious? And like number three, you pull back and there's just like a snow globe of Rome behind it. Three years in a row. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, that's that's definitely option three. Yes. So number that's three, final answer. answer. Number three, final. Give me. Yeah. Let us do final answer, right? Because what if we trick you? Okay. Okay. I'm just okay, saying yeah. we're. That's, that's my final answer. We're we're kind of tricksters. He's already said it's option three, so yes, <laughs> that's my final answer. We're tricksters over here. All right, which tree is Italian? Is this is this medium mode? Not three. It's not three. Three was German, three right? Like the yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go with three was German from last year. I'm gonna go with two because I think option one we've seen previously. I'm pretty sure one wasn't that like Scandinavian or something like that. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So having a hard time finding one. new pictures of trees over there. <laughs> yes, sir. There are not a lot of different, you know, specific cultural Christmas trees that are like, uh, I for you know a specific culture. They're just all like everybody just does generic Christmas trees nowadays. We kind of you know because of globalization, we all kind of have the same. Things, so, okay, yeah. <laughs> I I have I have a proposal. Okay, we don't have to accept it right now, but okay. I want you guys. To, I want both of you to think about this. Right, we're we're good friends. This is this is year three of us doing this. We've been friends for four years. Crypto and I a little bit longer. The what is it? Is it uh, Chicago Museum of Science and Industry? What one of the Chicago museums has the the what the culture of trees the history of trees and they've got like something like 75 different trees wow that's cool from wow. different countries and like they're they're dressed up to be that way and some of them might be ideas i don't know if it's all different countries but it's tons of different trees so maybe if we can't find new <laughs> pictures online of trees we're going to go to chicago maybe we consider meeting up on a weekend and go through the chicago exhibit of trees and that'll be our new exhibit of fun we, of going through those we can take so pictures fun. yeah we'll just live cool. stream and vlog and yeah crazy yeah yeah okay so number two final answer do we get it right yes sir all yes, right all right all right all right all right just what going. are you doing throwing <laughs> freaking christmas tree with spider ornaments on there yeah that like, one's new yeah we've we got problems. I thought we were friends. <laughs> okay, here, let me let me let me blur it out a little bit here. So we we've seen number three. We'll blur it out for the uh, spider phobe <laughs> over here, the arachnophobe. What is it? Is this a drone show? <laughs> I feel like That's this is a, a rainbow. What is? What do they call those? Not rainbow brights. <laughs> light brights. Dude, this looks like a drone show. <laughs> right. Of aging yourself. Of drones, like I don't know. I'm you I'm mean definitely aging us. Uh, I can't, I wish I could see more of this tree. So it's not it's not number three. We know we're we're, we're throwing out three. Uh, number two uh, is super drony. I'm not gonna go with the I, drone show. I, I don't know. I feel like we've seen option one previously. I'm going with option two. I think we got a split decision. I'm going with option one. Leslie with option two. And say answer survey says. Final answers. Final yeah. answer. All right. So three is Hungarian. Okay. Two. Uh, one is American, and two is the uh, largest Christmas tree in the world in Italy, and it's literally on the side of a mountain. Who wins? Oh, yeah. Oh. So that's like that's it, cool. it's it's hard to tell, but it's like it's you know it's yeah, on the side of a mountain. Yeah, I can see the mountain, mountain so now that you said yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. That's yep. awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to Hungary to celebrate Christmas. Okay. So mm -mm, no, much. no. So we'll I'll tell you what, crypto and I will take. The, the charge of going into the next room at the Chicago Museum and let you know if there's any Hungarian trees before you enter. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll jump we'll on that one for on you. That. All right. Well, thank you for putting that together. I always have fun with that one.
All right, on to the stories. Are we just going to go in order? Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go in order here. I can present. You've sent me the tier list ranking here. All right, so we've got the highest, best stories are for the Red Rider BB gun category. (laughs) And let's let's also preface this. This is in in the context of this book, right? So we're not saying is this the you know S tier of stories. This is S tier for this book, worse for this book, right? So we've got boundaries for this. So Red Rider, none of them would survive out of this book yeah were, there were not a ton of a lot of happy i well there was one that i thought was s tier even outside of this book so red rider i don't understand why red is top shouldn't green be the top i, I always get confused by that we've i got, didn't do the colors i know i know well no that's standard we've got a leg yeah. lamp prize so first of all can you can you detect the theme here leslie <laughs> absolutely we've got some wonderful wonderful references to Oh, is it Christmas story? Yes. I was like, it was right there on the tip of my tongue. I could see him in his bunny suit. I have seen him. You're going to shoot your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand times. And uh, he, he couldn't remember what he wanted for Christmas. So Santa said football. Is that, was that where that one came from? Yes. Yes. When he's sitting on Santa's lap and he goes blank, pushes uh, him down the stairs Ralphie. with his foot. <laughs> He goes, you want a football? And he's like, yeah, football. And then, yeah, he pushed him down the slide. Yep. <laughs> oh, we didn't do spell, spell check. We got Ovaltine. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, oh, isn't it Ovaltine? Ovaltine's Oval? right here, O-V-A. O-V-A-L. We got Ovaltine for the bo- second from the bottom. And we're, oh. not even, we're not even going to bother with that one. Oh, I can I can edit that. Oh, look there at you. There you go. No, it's been spelled guy. right the whole time. Good job, bud. All right, the, la- you. the last one, we've got the bunny suit. <laughs> All right, uh, what was the aunt's name that gave it to her? Like, your aunt da, 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 always gives you the best presents. That's a good trivia question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the either. either. I, was, I, was hoping I will was know on that. December 25th because we'll watch that. <laughs> Is that a tradition at your house? You always watch that one? Uh, all of them. Yeah, oh. We just put Christmas movies on in the morning, and they just play in the background all day. So we usually start off with Christmas Story, and then we'll go to Family Vacation, and then Elf, Miracle on 34th Street. Um, and then like once like the kids are kind of out of the, you know, the picture or Grinch, maybe once the kids are gone, we'll put on, um, die hard, Mm -hmm. um, bad Santa, some of the more adult themed ones. Do you guys, Uh, do you guys skip, uh, it's a wonderful life. Gremlins. Um, they, they play that every once in a while. That's not my favorite, but that's my jam right there. That's Jimmy Stewart. Oh, no, it's a good one. Uh, Not just get me wrong. I just, just just wait a darn moment now. You only have 12, 14 hours. You only have, you know, like six or seven movies that you can watch. It's like the Ben-Hur of Christmas movies. Like, it's like just a little bit too long. Yeah, that one, it's just like, okay, every, you know, angel gets its wings. Yep. He, That's he the learns one you out, put you know. on after you've had Christmas dinner and everything's been open. Yes. And recliners. Yeah. The, the trip to yes, fan exactly. movie where everybody's just sleeping. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. The first one up was very short. It was A Dream of Christmas. I don't even know if I want to attempt these names. I will have to reserve that for the right of Tom on this Luigi. one. Lu- Luigi. Yeah. But we Luigi. have a, this was the one where the guy dreamed about Christmas. Jesus came along, was like white, light as a feather and asked him like, I want to be reborn again. You know, can you give up everything in the world for me? Just give up everything. And then you'll have eternal bliss. You'll, you'll live forever. Basically like the promise. Like, yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the guy straight up shoots him down. What do we rate in this one? Okay, actually, hang on. I, I was thinking about a game for this one. 
What if okay. we, we alternate? So I will go me first, then Leslie, then Crypto the Elf in terms of the order here. I'll place it on this chart anywhere I want. And then you move it up one or down one, and then Crypto up one, down one. So that's that's the power of going first but here. Does that I count as our turn? Mm. Does, <laughs> now, wait, 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 wait. Let's clarify a little bit here. So is that every single time you go first and place no, it? No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll go down. So next, well, Leslie right. goes first, and then last is third you'll go first okay but and that doesn't count as our turn so next time leslie will place it and then i go and then you have final say so on the second story basically correct okay 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 correct. cool so you I'm get to, you, to clarify you get to so go ahead and start planning your move now for the pig one you get you get to start, you get to kick off the pig the exciting oh, world of the pig i'd have to know algebra or trigonometry to plan that many in advance that's like 3d chess Oh come on, that's easy. I get I get my favorite one. I get black bread. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right, let's kick this off. Oh, I'm giving man, I'm giving Leslie the power on Christmas Eve. I want to change the order now. All right, Dream of Christmas. This this one actually interesting was very popular online. I've noticed. Um, the way I'm looking at that very this was when you look at these stories. I was talking to my dad about this. Like, when do Christmas stories just happen at Christmas? So it's a Christmas story versus when does it really embrace what I think of as Christmas? And then there's also the religious view of Christmas. This is mm -hmm. definitely the religious view. Like, Flannery yes. O'Connor would love yeah. this one. She's like, yes, the world is suffering. That's no. why we suffer. Like, that's just for Flannery the <laughs> would have killed some people. Yeah. Yeah. She would have killed some yeah. people. Or, or a random stranger would have shown up and, like, Beat the dude up. <laughs> They'd be like, gonna Jesus, be new, hang on a second. Yeah. I got I got business with this guy. I just yeah. like punch him and say, you know why, and then walk off. Yeah. So the one I was struggling, I was kind of struggling with this one because I, I get the themes, right? Belief is lacking mm -hmm. in the world. It's hard to give up forever. I think this is the one that's supposed to represent that, right? You didn't put any words yeah. on this one. You're killing me. They, here. You I had did, one job. You had one job. I I will show you. I put you can see on some of them I there see are some of the names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Th this is the one that you're meant to be a dream off. of Christmas, correct? The Sacred Heart one. Yes. Okay. They should be all in order. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna start this one off at tier four. I relinquish my power to you, Leslie. So, if you take away the Americanness of me, where I want to read something that is happy and full of joy, and you look at it mm -hmm. and appreciate it for what it is, which you know, this time of year, a lot of people are thinking, you know, they may not think a whole lot about Jesus's birthday and their religion, but this is the time of year where people kind of find themselves going back to church, midnight mass, those traditions. And then there are those that are like, hmm, maybe he was knocking and I missed my opportunity. Mm. I mean, it's a good story. It's very thought provoking. I'm definitely not going up. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I'm gonna say go down at least one. I don't. I don't okay. think it's. Are we are we allowing holds? Like if we like it where it is, we're allowed to hold. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. That. Okay. Mister Crypto the Elf. Yeah, I'm gonna hold this one here. I think this is a good standard run of the mill, uh, in the middle story for to kick off the entire book and kind of give us a baseline of um, is it better? Is it good? Because it is that tradition of one of the main themes in modern times is Christmas is based on, uh, you know, the birth of Christ of early mm -hmm. Christians trying to figure out of when he was born. Um, and then, you know, 
kind of adopting the, the pagan ideas to get them to adopt Christianity. Uh, so I think this is a good place to start the story uh, in the middle. So I like it there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Do you want me to kick off? Like I wrote down like a quick, like little theme slash plot of each one. You want me to introduce it? I did too. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, 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 Hey, you're our guest. You are our guest of honor. You do Christmas Eve. Let's do this. So Christmas Eve by Camillo. Not even going to try that last name. (laughs) This one was a little bit, a little bit macabre. It's about a young traveler. He is, fixated on a shop girl who looks like someone Amelia and he's following her and I was getting the feel that Amelia was his wife that perhaps died recently he was struggling with it he was grief stricken this girl reminded him of her he kind of follows her around and one day he sees her standing outside the shop he's like hey let's go get some dinner and then he's kind of like wait a minute she's kind of ugly she doesn't look like Amelia at all. And then all of a sudden, they're like getting drunk together. He's knocking her teeth out. And Amelia is his twin sister that died. And so mm. I was like, uh, well, that's like a turn. It was, it was entertaining. Again, if you're not looking for happy, happiness, joy, togetherness, family of Christmas, if you just look at it as this is a story told at Christmas time. I mean, I was entertained. I wasn't expecting it. And I would, I would definitely say this one was a little bit up. I would say it had a leg up on the other one. So I'd give it the leg lamp prize for sure. Oh, I see what you (laughs) did there. Well played mademoiselle. All right. Crypto. Oh, totally leaving it there. I don't think it's the best of the best, but it's up there in the upper echelon. Yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. Um, I like how much the guy was kind of a creep. But then at the end, I realized his grief, um, you know, and I can only imagine losing a sibling, but then, you know, sibling that maybe you're that close to, that's a twin, good little twist there. Um, and I, I, I liked the, how much I didn't like this character mm-hmm. uh, until yeah. the end. And then I started to sympathize with him. But so I, I enjoyed the you, journey. Do you think he was like, with his sister? It Because at first, like in the story, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, this, this was interest. his wife that died. But then yeah. I know twins share a, a little bit of a special, a special bond. bond. But yeah. yeah. I was like. Mm-hmm. As a twin, I don't know. But it definitely feels, as a reader, from my perspective, I also had that feeling of like, wait a minute, at the end, if that's his twin, is there some type of inappropriate relationship? I don't know. I, I think there was. Mm-hmm. I think I think replaceability was a theme, right? Like Because we even had that with the tooth. Where like, yeah. you know, replace this <laughs> for money. That was so funny. It was great. That is the he best. Was- he was like, I was like, man, this dude likes some teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a huge fan of that. I, I loved the, I love the, the usage of darkness and light. Like I could see it as like one of those like, um, Akira Kurosawa films where like, you just have like the shadows around her and she mm-hmm. recedes into it at the door. And then it's almost like a feast when they're eating. And all of a sudden now he's hungry because he's found, you know, his version of happiness again. I, I could see the adaptation of this. I totally agreed though. Like at Christmas, I'm like, I don't know if it's a, yeah. that's not my go-to Christmas, but right. I love this story. This would actually have been my S tier. Okay. That would have been my S tier. Okay. I was considering doing a single breakdown just for me. I, I love yeah. this one. So you're moving it up. I moved it up. We're, we're red riding there. Okay. Like, all right, so okay, where? Wow. So, so you're okay. It's all yours now. You're gonna have to tell me about this pig. Oh my god! 
so th- this story at the top, at the top, at the top, right? It's got to be Red Rider BB gun. Um, it, it's about sacrifice. And I think that, you know, the gift of giving, the giving of life. And I feel like that this story embodies all of that. Uh, and I was so heartbroken at the that end. That like, did not give his life. It was Not taken. willingly. Yeah. It taken for he, sure. The body um, was willing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just, it was crazy that the, the pig was more important than the child. And the child knew that, but was still willing to be subservient because the pig was a necessity for life. Uh, and I was just, I was so enthralled through this story. And then at the end, you know, but she, the Wilbur, child did not know. This was not she some, I think know. the child did. They no. had to have. No, no she didn't know. Mm-hmm. She just knew she no. had to keep up with that pig that, every day and take care she, of it. That was that her coming of age moment in. right there when she learned that she'd have to sacrifice her friend. <laughs> Well, I mean, she had no problem sucking down that blood soup at the end. No, she didn't. Warm. She didn't eat it. She mm. didn't eat it. She refused yeah, it. I think they said that she didn't partake in the meal. But I mean, the she point. Would, she wouldn't do it. Mm. I yeah. wouldn't either. All right, where, where are we placing it? Where are we placing it? I'm putting it at the top. I, I love this. S tier. Woo! S tier. Yeah. This is my second favorite of the uh, okay. maybe third favorite. Second, I, I, third favorite. I think I think we're gonna end at, at football because I honestly like not just to knock it down. I do think for me, leg lamp is where it belonged, and I know okay. where Leslie's putting. Nah. Where Leslie's gonna yeah, because... do do the punt? Do the punt? Give me give me a pun. We're doing a punt with football, right? Come on. She punted <laughs> it down. I mean, it, this pigskin is on the level it deserves mm. to be. It's it. <laughs> The fights was, began. This this story made me put this collection down for like a full twenty four hours. It's so I, sad. I was so upset. When you so um, upset. when for you more than one reason, not just because of the pig, but the way this poor orphan girl was treated. Yeah, I mean she was abused. A poor child she being was. abused. The, you, the little piglet didn't follow her home one day. She didn't realize it, and the woman beat the stuffing out of her, mm-hmm. called her names, barely fed this poor girl. The pig ate better than the girl did. When, so I have a question. When you well, so, r- real quick, when when you read sad things like that, does that impact you, like as a person? Yes, like, do you take absolutely. on emotions of the story typically? Yes, yes. Remember, I read the first three, and I immediately texted you, and I was like, mm-hmm. I I can't read anymore of no. this. No. It's three is brutal. Those three stories in a row, while each individually has a good a good message behind it, written well you read three of them together back to back. Like this is not a collection you read your family at Christmas time. Yeah. It's, I I did, um, I did like a story here and there and I'd like kind of like walk through it over the course of like, you know, three or four days. It was, I took my time with it. What, what yeah. were you gonna say crypto? Uh, so I was just wondering is the perception of like why you guys are knocking this down is because again, it's not fitting the mold of a traditional no. Christmas story or you just no. didn't like the story. You didn't think it was I... like a story or just cause it's sad. You're knocking it down. Because if it evoked that much emotion in you that you had to put the book down for 24 hours, that's the trait of well, a no, that was, story. That was all three of those. I read the first three stories in one sitting, and all three of them just piled up on me. Yeah. But, okay. But we got one of them up in the S tier, and then you're saying this was so impactful, so impactful that you I had to put, put the book down for a day. <laughs> I, no. I, 
I don't feel like it deserves to be down there in the yeah. football. Well, I, I, I like I said, I, I honestly gave it a four, and I knew Leslie was going to drop it down because it, it just it could have it could have had a little bit better development. Yeah, to me, it was um very like fable story like the whole story was designed for that twist you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there was some good usage of the color of red like if you guys didn't notice there was red on the apron mother had red hair carnation red lips Mm -hmm. Uh, when she was searching for the pig there was red on her feet uh bony red hands when she was you know passing down her sins in a sense so uh, blood of christ at like you know the sacrifice like obviously there's some really good underlying themes here uh, but it still was very one-dimensional to that delivery for me. And just compared to other stories that I know are coming, that definitely outrank it. Oh, oh, okay. In my opinion. All right, so so okay, so up, up next is mine. Okay, and and I don't know if I'm gonna upset you guys here, but Anastasia, I don't or Anastasia, I don't know the way right way to pronounce oh, it. Oh, Anastasia, I forgot. Anastasia was next. Yeah, Anastasia. So it's Anastasia for this video, and uh, this is a story where man. She just oh, family interior. Yeah, she one. she couldn't catch a break. Poor Anna Maria Ortiz here, I guess. Uh, yeah, like she yeah. she's yeah. waiting on Antonio, and Tan- Antonio doesn't call. Neighbor kicks the bucket. Um, it's kind of sad that the promise that happens there. So I don't know. For me, also this family, they're for me. Story was all over the place. So many characters: it was. Like the father, the mother, the narrator, the sister, the two brothers, the neighbor. Like there was so much in this that it was very jumpy. If very the, jumpy. if this were Maybe it is a novel. I don't know. I remember there's some things in here that were novel. This needed to be expanded for me to connect with the characters. So uh, no shade, but I'm at, I'm at the Ovel team here for me on this one. Leslie, where are we going I'll, from here? I'll hold it there. You know, hold? Yeah. yeah. It, it was a mess, but it could have definitely, it had potential, but it was it was a mess. I, I, got, I got it by the end. I got what the author, were, where they were going with it, how this girl has been responsible for helping to raise and support her family that she's had to just kind of cut herself off from having her own life and just kind of mm-hmm. doesn't really feel emotion. She's just cold, passionless. And she at Christmas time allowed herself a spark of hope. Mm-hmm. And then the neighbor kicks the bucket and just dashes it. And she's like returns to herself being cold and emotionless. And so, I mean, it, it had potential, but yeah, I, uh, I say Ovaltine's where it belongs. And I'm normally into kind of some of like that existential and nihilism discussions of like, is there purpose to life? Is there design? But I don't know, just didn't connect for me. Mr. Crypto? Yeah, I'll leave it there. This story okay. was um, scattered. And as you both pointed out, I also felt it was a little bit too long for a short story in a book oh like this. Gosh. I think it was one of the longest in the book. Mm-hmm. It just kept going and going. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I get it. She's a miserable person and she wants <laughs> to be happy and she's going to be stuck in misery forever. And like you said, I think that if it had been expanded upon and this was 40 or 50 pages or a, even, you know, a short book, then maybe I would have got more out of it because there yeah. would have been more character development for her and the other side characters. And we would have had more empathy, more sympathy for them. But in this venue, yeah, it's scraping the bottom of the barrel. So let's leave it there. Some uh, some old teen. Okay. I was wondering too, is like, is it, is it, I don't care about her or is it, I don't care about the problem, but the, this position wasn't a societal no. problem. It was, yeah, yeah it just it couldn't connect with the character for me. So up next, we uh, have white dogs. Was this the one, this is one of the I more modern ones. One. 91, I right? I love this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this one, yeah, because I was reading it, and all of a sudden it's talking about having a Land Rover, and I'm like, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this one was written in 91. 
Why yeah, dogs this is like the most the modern one, I think. Right? I think so. I think so. And was this, this yeah. is also an excerpt from a book, I think, potentially? I, I really should have written that down, which one were the book I, excerpts, but. I thought I might not would like this one because it starts out and this married man is thinking about this other woman. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was her name? Maria Bellini or somebody. We'll call her Maria. So he's <laughs> just constantly thinking about this Maria person. I don't know that it ever said that he had cheated with this woman, but he's infatuated with her, even though he's married to a very pretty woman whose name starts with a Katerina. C. Katerina. Katerina. Yeah. Well, so then it's Christmas time. He's celebrating with his family and this author that he happened to run into in Rome who recognized him as an author. I think he had written one book and they had kind of hit it off. This author calls him up. His name starts, last name starts with a P. Yeah, Marco. Polo, no, I'm Ma- Marco Polidori. <laughs> so Polidori's like, hey man, I'm at my little house over here Why with my family. Why don't you bring your wife and come hang out? They do. All this time, the main character is thinking about Maria. Well, he meets up with the author dude who's going to lead him to the cabin in the woods. And he's like, well, why didn't your wife just ride with me and you follow? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like checking out dude's wife. This guy's jealous while the whole time he's thinking of some other woman. And it, but it did, it got a little funny to me. Okay. But um, I did, I did enjoy the story. I thought it was humorous. I thought it had a good message at the end when the two authors were talking with one another and I think the funniest thing about this story was Marco was telling the the narrator that authors, if it's like, what was it? Authors should never put up with boredom. Whenever they've had enough, they should just shout enough and be done with it. I also thought it was clever when he was looking or when the, the narrator was looking around Marco's house. And he saw foreign phone books. And the guy was like, yeah, anytime, you know, I need ideas for names, that's what I look in. I was mm-hmm. like, dang, if I was an that's author. Genius. Yeah. So I did enjoy this one a lot. I would I would definitely put it at the um, S tier. Oh, I, yeah. Oh. I, I think I, I really, it's kind of funny because I thought at first, I'm like, this dude is either having an affair or he's plotting on one. He's thinking about this other woman. He has his nice wife. I mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. and then his wife is the one that's like, like scoping this dude out. Like <laughs> plot look, twist. <laughs> look, she's like, bro, if you're going to window shop, I'm going to win. You're going to take me to this man's mansion. I'm looking but okay? the whole time. He's like jealous, but then he's like looking at the bed that they're going to be sleeping in thinking about, man, I wish Maria was up in that bed right now. Yeah. Oh man. This story, man, I'm telling you. All right, Crypto, where are we going with this one? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take it down one notch. Okay. I did love this story. Uh, I don't think it was the best of the best of the book. Um, I, I, I did love it. Uh, I loved how meta it was. And I almost felt like the author was like calling out authors on their own BS. Um, you know, uh, they're, you know, sleazy. Yeah. And that they are always thinking of something else. I mean, that's their imagination, their mind, of what they're yeah. always, you know, striving for. Uh, so I thought it was it was good. Um, I just I, I don't know if it was the best of the best. Mm. Uh, it, it had some funny parts. Uh, I guess again, it just 
this one is kind of like, again, that idea of it's a Christmas story. It speaks to me in a way of like, if you truly love your wife, you know, you, you shouldn't be having those like impure thoughts, uh, you know, and as like a Christmas story, you're mm. supposed to be true and loving to your family, I guess. So I guess mm. if we kind of bring it back to that venue, uh, that kind of got me a little bit. So you should be singing yeah, Christmas cheer for all to hear. All to hear. <laughs> All right, so we're leaving it at four right. here. Um, so I have the, oh no, I have the choice. So oh man, you guys didn't make it easier for me because I put four or five, and now you guys are both kind of split down there. Now I got to make this decision. Uh, I tell you what, I'm drawn between similar feelings of like my expectations of what Christmas are, but I did want to spend more time with these characters. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if an author's judge of how good his work I think is, is usually just like, how much do people enjoy it? Like, did they want to know more about my characters? Did they want to spend more time with them? That's what this story did for me outside of any expectations. And, you know, sometimes like you got to kind of, it's hard to go into Christmas stories without expectations, but sometimes you just got to let the character speak. You know what I mean? Uh, Which, which is hard to do. It's very human not to. And and how do you control that? You can't. So I can't judge people for it. All right, we've Fair got enough. the Golden Cross. Whose turn is it? Is it yours, Crypto? The Golden Cross? All right, we're, we're, tell us about yeah. the Golden Cross then. Um, ah. This one was boring. <gasps> you you liked it? I'm Okay, do you want to hear? I did like it. I thought I was going to like it a lot more. I thought this is going to be my favorite one in this collection. Can, can and I, then it took a okay, south. Oh, it do, took a do turn. tell, please. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me tell. read you. Let me read you what my one sent. Or I have two sentences here, technically, of, of the plot summary. I wrote down a mother gaslights her child into the need of getting marriage. He visits some girls and Jesus shames him back. <laughs> well, so our narrator is like, all right, I've. I've got to write this article. I've got to write some story for the the paper for Christmas. I can't come up with any ideas. Oh, there's this old dude that's always telling folklore stories. I bet he's got a story. The old dude's like, I don't want to tell any stories. And the the narrator's like, well, what about that time you almost got married? uh And then the the old dude's like, well, let me tell you about that. Uh But I, I thought it was interesting because... I never could t- I never could make up my mind about, you know, was the mother the one that the stranger was talking about? Or was she telling the truth to the son at the end when she was like, this guy does this to every bride to be, chases them out, see if they can get him to get him to come out and give him a gold cross to. I, I liked it. I guess I just I where you right where yeah, you put it. Let's, let's put gauntlet down. Where's it going? Down. Bunny oh, suit. Bunny suit. Oh, yeah, bunny suit. What? This one, I, I guess it's just like the power of first. The power of first. I, I, I feel like I, I, I feel like the old man is the the plot device of him to try to convince you know this prearranged marriage. It's just it's such an archetype. I hated it. Okay. Uh I just I felt like the story was, was going nowhere. Ranged, really, it was well, kind of suggested. And he was like, "Well, yeah, she's she's cute." Oh, okay, well, bought and paid for. I just, I, I, I hate that idea of like it's a Christmas story, true love, or just loving somebody for them, and it, it comes down to like this materialistic message. I and, thought it was, uh, I thought it was less materialistic than what we do. I mean, guys give girls a diamond ring, and this particular culture. The, the guy just gave his bride to be a gift. 
that, that was forced because of what his mother said. Ah, his, I mean, everybody's mama gets up in their business. Oh yeah, well, my, mama's well, I, mom, ring, so. I tell you, mama's always up in my business. I'll tell you that, but <laughs> I love her regardless. Right, well, where's mama gonna put this one? So, well, no, it's my turn. Don't skip me, bro. Don't skip me. That's why I said, where are you gonna put this? <laughs> um, so I put this. So I have like ratings of just where I wanted them to end up, and I put this as tier two because, um, to me, what the feeling that I got is a lot of times when we talk about marriage is it's meant to be like, when like a Christian view, uh, the way I hear it described is it's meant to kind of symbolize your devotion to God, right? So after you die, you're supposed to be married to God, not your significant other anymore. And that's kind of what I took this story as is that this is Jesus coming down and he's like, you will always love me. Being married is a symbol of being, you know, in unity with God, essentially. So, uh, little on the nose for me on that one personally in, in terms of how I read it. So I'm, I'm going with a two on that. Go ahead and raise it up. Raise like it up it. to number. Get it up there with that pig. I like how <laughs> wow. we all three had different interpretations of it. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Wow. Yeah. This one is nowhere close as good as the pig. <laughs> he's still sour about that pig. You know, it, it was just interesting the way that he's just like, I will... I will, I, I will always be your true love. You will always be there for me. And, and that's the only way I can make sense of that one. All right. Now I get the power. Ooh, yeah. I get this power for black bread. Black I've been, bread. I've been waiting all week Ooh. to put it here with no yeah. explanation. Bottom tier, no other explanation necessary. Leave it. Yeah, yeah leave it. Rye right. bread is disgusting. This one, I think, is the longest story in the book. It's like 30 pages and it's 29 pages too long. Like, what was the purpose? I, I mean, I felt like there was, it was just ramblings. Well, it's, um, 1880, it it's just, 1882, right? Like, marriage is more of a, a yeah. contract back then. So, so okay. You have that. You have, uh, again, the red with, like, the red-haired chick. But it just, it, it, it irritated me to no end that the, the girl was almost, like, denigrated to redhead. Like, we didn't even want to learn yeah. her name, almost. Yeah. Um, she which, only gets her name on certain which, times, too. Yeah. Did you notice that? It was inconsistent. I wonder, you know, I felt like they called too. her redhead because she was poor. She had no dowry, and the little guy wanted to marry her anyway, which I was like, well, that's sweet. But then mm -hmm. they didn't really seem to like each other much after they got married. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I like too, um, I did look up a little bit, and I guess that red hair was a negative view uh aesthetically in italy in certain time periods mm. oh wow um so i mean like that that there is some historical significance i guess to that you know i mean there's prejudice for the way people look and you know uh throughout all of history of all the cultures but mm -hmm. yeah but i felt there was no consistency of like why she's being denigrated because she has the red hair or like yeah. the, the story itself should have been like anytime she got her name it was because some specific person said it, but it wasn't that way. It was just like the husband himself. Sometimes he used her name. Yeah. Sometimes he called her redhead. It, sometimes she, it seemed like when she was talking about herself, she called herself yeah. redhead. I'm like, it just, what? but other than that, it made no sense. We're like talking about redhead and Santo. And then all of a sudden we're talking about redhead and Santo's sister fighting. And then all of a sudden we're talking about the frog dude that comes and sings under Pino. the window. <laughs> Good old Pino. <laughs> and then, you know, then it gets Pino. a little spicy because Lucia kind of gets a, a little bit of a crush on him. And they're like, oh, this 
don't get a man that stands in the water all day. Get a man that works on the land. Yeah. And then he goes and shacks up with the rich widow, but then he tells Lucia, oh, but I really like you. And then she's like, be gone from me. And then the rich widow finds, the lame rich widow finds out. She kicks him out. And then all of a sudden, Lucia's going to work for this rich dude who's handsy, knocks her up. And then it's like, the story of the end, the mother dies. It's mm-hmm. over. Yeah. I'm like, what the? I, I was like, thank God, finally. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But you, but you know who would well, love this You know who would love well, this story, though? Nobody. And and this person was alive in 1882, I think. <laughs> Dostoevsky. Tolstoy. Right, the the idea. I was about to say Tolstoy. They would. The idea of hard work, the idea of working the land, no free idle bread. Like I think he would have liked this story. All right, let's let's move on to the oldest and I personal my personal I thought funniest story of the lot, the fifth story day. Oh, this was hilarious. Mm -hmm. So we've got the merchant that thinks his wife's cheating on him. We started talking about it earlier. So he, he dresses up as the priest, gets her to confess to him, and she messes with him. I love it. The female power oh, yeah. in 1352. Who, you cannot pull one over on us. She knew exactly who he was, and she's like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. I'm about to turn this around on you. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. he always blamed her of cheating, so she's like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then the husband's like, all right, I'm going to watch this door every day for this little person to come up in the yard. And we'll do it all night. So he's down there watching the door all night. Meanwhile, she's letting the neighbor in next door from a crack in the wall because the houses connect. And then they bump uglies. She's having herself a great time. Meanwhile, the husband's getting no sleep because he's like watching yeah. the front door. Yeah, he's, he's like because cl- of the line of bullshit. Clutching fatty. the shotgun. And then at the end, she's like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I knew who you were when you dressed up like a priest and took my confession. You got what you deserved. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, well, I guess she's 13- living her best life. Oh, that- <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, this is a great self-fulfilling prophecy story. Mm-hmm. Um I hope that this one ends up at the S tier. This was well, my no, favorite story. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's, it's Leslie's I, I turn to place. I would absolutely start it at the, the leg lamp. Uh, leg lamp, sure. okay. Yeah. That, okay. It was well, I would move funny. it up then. Yeah, I, I would move it up. Uh, I, I, I This is my favorite story of the whole book. I thought it was a good kind of like revenge piece. Um, <laughs> but it still has a happy ending too, right? Because at the very end, she's like, so you, you thought I was cheating. So I went ahead and did that because mm-hmm. if that's what you're going to think of me, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and if you want to be a decent person and treat me like a human, then this can work out. And he's like, all right, I'm a tool. So I love you. Let's, let's, let's be married. Yeah. And she stopped cheating and yeah. she stayed with her husband and he was happy and she was content. It was like, wow, that shows really commitment and love. And like that they were able to get past that. Like, wow, that's pretty incredible. Some uh, very uh, I, important, I, valuable lessons learned. Well, in 1352. Yeah, by both parties, right? In, in 1352, to, yeah. to have so much um, emphasis put on female power in, in a submissive society, too. So says something mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I originally wrote it as four, but you know what? You guys convinced me. We'll, we'll leave it at. We'll leave it at Red Rider. Okay. Well, we'll have another top tier one here. All right. Whose turn? Is it? Is it Crypto's turn to go? Yeah, what's the next yeah. one? Yeah, so you I get forgot. the food to the one muse. to the 10th muse, the food one, where the plot is food, the main character's oh. food, the conflict is food. Well, what was the point? Food. There, what, what was the point? <laughs> food. There was yeah, so, yeah, it wasn't I, even I, good I loved, 
So, I mean, just because we only have like one food-ish item on there, let's put it at Ovaltine. Um, <laughs> I, I love the imagery. I love the imagery, right? I mean, like, as soon as I was done with this one, I texted Una and I was like, dude, I am so hungry. I never should have read this story before lunch. Um, <laughs> so I, I read this before lunch it, 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 while I was like in between calls at work. And I was starving by the end of it because the imagery was so good of walking through the markets and all the vegetables and the, the hanging like venison and veal and everything. The imagery is beautiful, mm-hmm. but also I don't understand the point of the story either. There was none. Um, I guess just oh, okay, but I guess there is that there is community and camaraderie during the Christmas times when food could be scarce in the winter and they're coming together. I don't know. I'm re- I'm grasping at straws here. So this author is the same one who wrote the pig story. What? This yeah. author is Matilda Sorrell. Mm-hmm. And the pig story was Matilda Sorrell. Oh, Matilda I didn't Sorrell. even notice. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I didn't wow. even notice myself. Wow. Can you believe the same author wrote such two different stories? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, do you guys? So what, you don't do like you, my oval team? You want no, it lower, higher? Drop that story down. This story sucked. It was the worst one in the collection, in my opinion. You know, Leslie, of everyone that oh, appreciates wow. food as much as I do, I, I'm surprised of your anti. I'm surprised of your anti food. It did not make me hungry. Okay. Like, let this person buy some of this food and <laughs> eat it and savor it and tell me, like, describe to me how it made you feel. You know, taking a bite of the warm, buttery bread, the flavor exploding on my taste buds. Like, make me want it. Make me salivate. Well, you wanted this. You wanted the story to want it. I mean, that's saying something. Yeah. Well, you guys the story just... did nothing. The story had no point. All right, I'm moving it's it back just... up to Ovaltine because I think crypto is onto something with putting it in the food category. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. I don't think it was the worst. I, I I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the worst. In the, the, the would you rather? I think it is at the bottom tier. Would you rather read the tenth muse again or or Blackbread? Neither. <laughs> they're they're equal. Okay. I mean, that answers it for her. That answers <laughs> that. All right. All right. All right. The last one was Winter in the Abruzzi. Natalia Ginsburg. The opening line, there were only two seasons in the Abruzzi, summer and winter, which apparently I live in the Abruzzi because that is the exact weather pattern Indiana has. <laughs> See, I wrote Almost down, like Florida, but... I think the last line of the story, our dreams are never realized, and as soon as we see them betrayed, we realize that the most intense joys of our life have nothing to do with reality. No sooner do we see them betrayed than we are consumed with regret for the time when they glowed within us. And in this succession of hopes and regrets, our life slips by. Like, if that, that's like Edgar Allan Poe mm. level right there. Just sadness, mm. regret. Despair. But the story was funny too. Like, remember when the girls were, or like the little kids were, like walking in the snow, and they they had the quote, "What sin has the poor creatures committed?" <laughs> I was I, laughing. I did not find this one funny at all. You, you this think one this one was sad to me? Oh, I was laughing. I was. Oh laughing. yeah, I, I I didn't find this one funny. Um, I it, <sighs> it, it, after I read it, I went and told my wife, and I said, "So I just read this story, and it's like 
a Christmas story and this dude like eats his kid and then kills his wife and like strings her up for the town to see. I was like, and it's in a Christmas book. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you reading? Yeah. Well, then yeah. They, I mean, the, well, the family like leaves the story, and the dude but, dies. Whoa. He's a POW yeah. in the war and dies. And I'm like, I, it had lines that made wrong? me laugh, and then it had those lines that were just like super dark. Like, oh, we crossed the line on that one. So, like, yeah, it was like way past the line. To me, it was it was hitting like like it was like a very hyperbolic story, right? Like it was hard for me to kind of like really believe because it was just like we're going way over what you expect to be possible, mm-hmm. and and that kind of like made me step back from from the story for me. So I was able to kind of like just kind of judge it like at a level of just like, okay, we're really going out there for this one. So I, I had a good time with this one. I'm, I'm starting this one off. Is that right? Yeah. I'm starting this one off. Mm-hmm. I put this one at a three. Where are we going from I here? I would hold it there. I would hold it there. Winter in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I feel bad. The leg lamp looks a little lonely. Let's move it up one. I do think actually, and I do have a purpose for this. Uh, I think this story, although it was very dark, uh, it is it's the have and have nots. It's a, a great class divide. The poor people are being pushed out, working the farm, working, you know, the hard life while the rich people live in the city with the lap of luxury. Uh, I think there's a really good message here that, um, that, that the author is trying to make. So I, I think it was a good story overall of class divide. Uh, it was just it was so dark for a Christmas story. I'm like, and if I if it yeah. just hadn't been in a Christmas story book, like mm-hmm. you said, Leslie, like wow, like this is some Poe level writing yeah. uh, in there, and and really got you in the feels uh, for what these people are going through in this hardship of winter. Um, and I guess that's it's it's more of a winter story and less of a Christmas story. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I have a collection that I'm planning to read this month. It's the the Valancourt Victorian Christmas Ghost Stories. That's where Ooh. these stories belong. If if a they had been them, yeah. in that collection, I probably wouldn't have batted an eye. I would have expected that type of theme. You know, I just keep thinking, oh, a very Italian Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn some of the culture and traditions and happiness and joy of St. how Nicholas. Italy. Yeah, this is like, like no. nothing about St. Nicholas, right? Saint yeah. Catholicism, See, like then- nothing. And then how do you guys view this too? Because this is our third year doing it. To me, this is, the book isn't the only experience. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is, for, for me, this is just, you tell me what you guys think. But this is also kind of like, when I read in the second story, my favorite story, the Edgar Allan Poe one, um, again, good class divide discussion on that. I think we could do a breakdown just on that one. But it, it mentioned the the Panettone. And I was like, oh, what's, what's that? I, I looked that up. And I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. So I order it. And I told Tom. I was like, Tom, I ordered this. He goes, oh, you, that and, and Pandoro are amazing. I'm like, what's Pandoro? So I went and ordered Pandoro, too. So, like, the food. Like, the you make the cooking blogs each year. Um, my wife and I are making spiced wine, uh, mold wine, whatever you want to call it. Because that's mm-hmm. very common drink there, too. This, to me, is, I don't I, I don't love how sad these ones were. But I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I still push myself into a culture without something? Because to me, these these have become more than just these stories. They're launching off points and excuses, and, and they, they give me that push to learn more about Italy and when did they start Christmas. And, and we're going to have that talk next week that th- this is a component of this project for me. I'm kind of curious, how do you guys view this? Like, what has been 
your level of interest with looking at different foods or drinks or, or parts of the culture, like in terms of research, like where does this fit in, in your world of, of how you think you want to learn about Italian Christmases? Guest first. Stories. I mean, uh, you're, you're going to sit here while I try to compose my thoughts. On why, don't, why don't you go first, Mr. Crypto? Yeah, I, I like being pushed out of my comfort zone. Um, you know me. Uh, I'm a glutton for punishment of trying new things. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that I've been in this box uh, of what is Christmas that has truly been Americanized. And when we've done these other countries, I realize that there is more than presents. There is more than just thinking that a Christmas story has to always be happy, that there can be other messages that are, are wrapped around not necessarily just the single holiday, but this idea of, of winter and, and death and rebirth um, and religion and class divide and, and politics and everything. And I think it is unique to each individual country. And that's um, nice for me to be able to experience those, learn new stories. What does it mean to other people and cultures? Um, because it opens up to me to say, all right, maybe I shouldn't be so narrow minded about what does Christmas mean? Uh, because then I can appreciate it that much more. I love doing the cooking blogs with my wife. It, it is um, one of the highlights of my year every year. Uh, we're already planning next year's. Um, well, so what country are we doing next year? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing France. We are? My wife and I just, I, yeah, we're doing France. If they have a book, we're doing France because she wants yeah, to make. She wants to make the uh, uh, it's like these puff pastries that take like twelve eggs per pastry, and are they you, end up like the, the size of a basket. Wow. Is it the? Is we it the? We were in France. Okay, I was gonna say, are you doing croque? Uh, what is that? Croque boucher, the the big mom from One Piece. Remember that? No, I don't know that. Leslie, knows yes, that. her favorite croque boucher or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but. Yeah, it, it's sometimes a French uh, uh, puff pastry thing. Um, we had them when we were there, and they come in different flavors of, like, vanilla, chocolate, pistachio. And, like, I, I look forward to reading some stories and doing the cooking blog uh, mm. with my wife. So it, it, it's creating these new traditions. Um, I like making little games and hanging out with you guys. And it's just – it's adding more to my already established movies and presents and trees and decorating and songs – I'm getting more of that. And to have those new experiences as a 40 year old, that's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I didn't think I would ever get new Christmas experiences like I did when I was, you know, 11 years old and got my Super Nintendo. But I'm getting those. And that's something that this is doing for me that I didn't think was possible. So I love it. Let me ask Yeah, that's, that's definitely the top reason. I just, I never thought about it. I think I always assumed that everybody kind of did Christmas the same way. Mm-hmm. the 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 favorite part is is doing this with you two but then my second favorite part is that we've traditionally been able to find another booktube and friend from one of these countries yeah. to come on and talk to us and just share traditions from when they grew up and how it works and just some of the fun things that that country does to celebrate that is my favorite because I can research it online and I'm just going to get an, an emotionless read sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when we're able to bring somebody on from that personalizes country, it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that's where I get my warm fuzzy that matches <laughs> with the Christmas season. Good. Good. So we need but to, yeah, it's not, 
it's not the stories in these books. No. <laughs> no. But they're fun to talk about with each other. No. The, but the book to me is kind of like this launching off point, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like a, it, it's the reason why we're able to, I feel like, to pull a lot of these together. I don't know if I'd be able to pull this together without it. So he, so here's our next challenge is what are the questions we need to make sure we're hitting up with Tom with later this week? Because I know one of them is, dude, what's with the food? Bro. <laughs> what's with the... Uh the stories like are are there are there any happy ones like, well is is it new vessel press like they're the ones that are selecting these they're the ones that are probably i'm sure they're they have something to do with it and then just what they're allowed to use uh, so if tom tells me that there's tons of happy italian stories we're marching to new vessel and we're we're gonna we're gonna help them with the next year we're writing we're some letters <laughs> letters to vessel yeah, I, I think that, some joy. I mean, that's another thing too. Is like, so this book has introduced us to some Italian authors, and you know that may be a launching point to wanting to read other things of theirs. It also has brought us the idea of, is this how all Italian Christmas stories are? So that mm-hmm. pushes us into more research, asking more questions, uh, cre- creating a dialogue, which is great. Um, and if if they are all like this, then why are they all like this? That's mm-hmm. a great question that we mm-hmm. can ask ourselves and try to answer. And if they're not, then there's another good question. Why did they pick the, you know, strangest, saddest, food-driven, diabolical, uh, and red. felt like red, red, red. I mean, and I, I don't know if you want me to say this, you can edit it out, but like some of this felt very uh, erotic. Like there's some parts I'm like, hmm. what? <laughs> this is like, this is not. This well, is they, like are they, <laughs> and, and they, they are Italian. They are very... Yeah, but like I didn't know that. Like, is that a standard or is this a stereotype that's being invoked here? Uh, so I think that yeah, I think this without this book, it'd be hard to pull together. But uh, it, it, good or bad, it, it it brings us together, and I think that is the the ultimate point. Okay. Okay. Well, start thinking about your questions, and let's tune in Friday to talk with Tom and find out what is with Italian food. This has been our launching off point for a very Italian Christmas. Thank you for spending time with us today, guys. And again, if you are not subscribed to Leslie, you are missing out on some amazing content. Make sure you head over to the nerdy narrative, the nerdy narrative and make that happen. (laughs) All right. Peace out guys. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.